Hello, everyone, and welcome to The InDesigner, the podcast that provides information, instruction, and insight for designers using and learning Adobe InDesign. I'm your host, Michael Murphy, and I'm coming to you from my hotel room in Chicago, Illinois, where I'm attending the InDesign and Creative Suite conferences this week. Besides being a great excuse to visit Chicago again, a city I really love, and an opportunity to meet the great and the godlike in the world of InDesign experts, this conference has been an incredible learning experience so far. With sessions for all levels of users, I highly recommend it if the conference makes its way to a city near you. And speaking of learning experiences, I mentioned in the last episode that I'm now an Adobe Certified Expert in InDesign CS2, and I put a post up on the website about just how tough a test it is. To fully prepare for it, I read the InDesign CS2 user guide practically cover to cover. This is not something I would wish on anyone, but it did the trick for me and along the way I came across a lot of great little hidden gems in the application that I'd never heard of, some of which I immediately started taking advantage of in my day-to-day work. So to save you the trouble of scouring through the entire manual for this stuff, I'm going to share some of these little gems in this and other episodes. The first one I'm going to cover is automated jump lines. Some of you may be asking, what's a jump line and why is an automatic one a good thing? Have you ever been reading a newspaper, magazine, or newsletter and gotten to a point in an article where it says, continued on page 37, or 52, or 108, whatever, and when you get to that page to finish the article, it says, continued from page whatever page you came from. The story jumps from one page to another, and those little lines of type tell you where they jump to and from, hence jump lines. Typically, these references have had to be manually placed at the end of the first part of the story, as well as where it continues. Well, you still have to manually put your jump lines in position, but InDesign is smart enough to figure out what page a story jumps to and where it came from and to put in the appropriate page numbers. It's not only automatic, it's easy. This is a news section for a magazine that spans three spreads. It starts on a left with a right-hand ad page. Then there's a two-page ad spread following that, and the news section continues on the third spread. So my story jumps from page 20 in this document to page 24, and I have jump lines in to indicate that to the reader. Here it says continued on page 24, and here it says continued from page 20. But suppose something changes elsewhere in the magazine, and this section now has to start on page 14. Since I'm using auto page numbering for my document, and if you're not using auto page numbering, shame on you. But I'm using it, so I can just go into the numbering and section options and change the start page numbering at value to 14. Notice my pages palette reflects the change in the page numbering sequence. And if we look closer, so do my folio lines. Auto page numbering is nothing new. PageMaker did it, Cork Express does it, and so does InDesign. But let's take another look at those jump lines now. I didn't change anything in this file but the starting page number, and yet my continued on page is now 18, and my continued from page is now 14. I didn't do that. It wasn't an editing trick in this video. InDesign did that using special characters called next page number and previous page number. Let's take a look at how you set this up. 
I have a small text frame here placed over the frame with the story that jumps. It's got a very tight text wrap on it, so it'll only push one line of the story out of the way so I can keep it within my margins. I've typed in the continue on page part, but I didn't type in the number 18. I'll delete this page reference and do it again. But instead of typing a number, I control click or right click on the PC where the number would go and select insert special character next page number and InDesign puts in the appropriate page number. On page 18 I have another text frame at the top of the page set up the same way but instead of inserting a next page number character I insert a previous page number character. But how does InDesign know what the previous and next pages are? Technically, the previous page in this document is not page 14, it's page 17. Here's a clue. Watch what happens when I pull up the bottom of this text frame. The page number in the jump line has changed. That's because InDesign isn't using the document to determine the previous page number, it's using the text frame of the story. When the text frame containing the jump line is touching the text frame containing the story, InDesign looks for the previous frame that contained the text of this story, then reports back the page on which that frame is located. The frame containing the jump line has to be touching a threaded text frame to make that association. If it's not, InDesign doesn't know what to make of it, so it just puts in the current page number. The same is true for the continued on jump line on page 14. If I move it off of the other text frame, InDesign can't determine what to do with that next page character. So again, it just replaces it with the current page number. Moving the jump line frame back so that it's touching the text frame containing my story gives InDesign the context it needs to look for the next frame this story flows into and give back the proper page number. And this will work for multiple stories that jump pages. Think of a newsletter that has several stories starting on page one that all continue on the inside pages. You can just make multiple copies of the same frame with the next page character in it on page one, move each one over a different story, and they'll each give you the appropriate page number for wherever that story continues. I think this is a great little unsung feature, not because it'll shave hours of work off your day like styles and other well-known InDesign features will, but what's really great about this is that it eliminates the chance for mistakes, because InDesign is doing it instead of a mere mortal like me. I don't have to worry about it, my editors don't have to worry about it, and as we've seen, it will update everything automatically if there's a change in this pagination. And as far as I'm concerned, a little bit of time savings and a little bit of error prevention goes a long way. Next week's episode is as much a mystery to me as it is to you. I need to fly home, rest up, absorb everything I've learned here at the conference, and then I can focus on a new episode. In the meantime, I'm going to be doing a lot of posting on the blog about some of the great products, books, and features I've seen demonstrated at the conference this week, so keep checking out the blog as well. Until I speak to you again from home, this is Michael Murphy for the InDesigner Video Podcast. Thanks for watching.